Friday, January the 28th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, America's surprising economic growth and Apple's record sales. First, the world in brief. America's GDP grew 5.7% in 2021, its fastest annual rate in almost four decades. Growth in the final three months of 2021 was unexpectedly high, 6.9% year-on-year, compared with 2.3% in the previous quarter. Despite the good showing, analysts expect growth to slow in 2022 as the country grapples with high inflation and yet more COVID-19 cases. Apple reported record sales over the Christmas quarter, despite it being hit by supply troubles. The world's most valuable listed firm said that revenue hit $123.9 billion in the three months to December 25th, up 11% year over year, with net income reaching $34.6 billion. Both figures bettered analysts' expectations. America's State Department warned that a lucrative pipeline between Russia and Western Europe would be blocked were Russia to invade Ukraine. Nord Stream 2 will double the natural gas carrying capacity from Russia to Germany when it is completed. America has long worried that it would give too much market power to Vladimir Putin, Russia's president. President Joe Biden promised to nominate a replacement for Stephen Breyer, the retiring Supreme Court Justice, by the end of February, and reiterated that his pick would be a black woman. Justice Breyer will step down in early summer. That should give the Senate enough time to confirm his successor before the start of the court's next term. A clinical trial of an experimental HIV vaccine developed by Moderna got underway. The drug uses the same mRNA technology as the firm's COVID-19 jab. The trial, run in partnership with the International AIDS Vaccine Initiative, is the first time that humans have received an mRNA vaccine for HIV, according to the IAVI. Air India, India's national carrier, was officially handed over to the Tata Group. The conglomerate bought the carrier for $2.4 billion in October. The government has tried to flog the debt-ridden airline for years. Recently, it has been incurring losses of $2.6 million a day. The handover to Tata is the government's biggest divestment from state-owned companies since Narendra Modi became Prime Minister in 2014. Woodside Petroleum, an Australian oil firm, will withdraw from Myanmar following similar decisions by Total and Chevron last week. They have come under increasing pressure over their partnerships with Myanmar Oil and Gas Enterprise a state-owned firm that is controlled by the junta who seized power in a coup last year. Around 50% of Myanmar's foreign currency comes from natural gas revenues. And fact of the day. 114. The number of days it takes a container ship to sail from China to America, which is longer than ever. And now, here's today's agenda. Europe talks to Russia. When it comes to Russia, European leaders have struggled to find a seat at the negotiating table. The most important talks over Ukraine have been conducted between Russia and America. The, quote, 
Normandy format established in 2014 to bring together France, Germany, Ukraine and Russia is largely moribund. On Friday, Emmanuel Macron, France's president, will try to redress this. In a phone conversation with his Russian counterpart, Vladimir Putin, Mr Macron will propose a quote, path of de-escalation from the looming crisis. The EU has warned Russia of quote, massive consequences should it take further military action. But there are fractures within the club. Mr Macron's suggestion that the EU should pursue its own talks with Russia has angered Eastern Europeans who fear he is undermining NATO. Olaf Scholz, Germany's Chancellor, has infuriated Ukraine and other allies by refusing to allow German-made arms to be sent to the beleaguered country. If Europe wants Mr Putin to listen, it will need to find a single voice. Islamic State's Strength in Syria That it was predictable made it no less of a disaster. On January 20th, Islamic State stormed a prison near Hasaka in northeast Syria, which housed some 5,000 detainees, many suspected of links to the group. It took almost a week for the Syrian Democratic Forces, a Kurdish-led militia, to wrest back control of the prison. Dozens of people were killed in the fighting. Scores of inmates escaped. The prison siege was a worrying sign of Islamic State's resilience. Though it no longer holds territory, it carries out 100 to 150 attacks a month in Iraq and Syria. Most are far smaller than this. But it was also an avoidable crisis. Thousands of detainees in northeast Syria are foreign citizens whose governments refuse to repatriate them. Instead, they remain in squalid, crowded camps and prisons, which have become hubs for radicalization and tempting targets for escape attempts. Stock markets in turmoil. It has been a rocky start to 2022 for markets. The year-to-date fall in the Nasdaq Composite, an American index of technology shares, is well into the double digits. The S&P 500 index is not far behind. Share prices are changeable hour by hour, with strong rallies giving way to fresh declines. Three factors explain the jumpiness. First, the Federal Reserve is expected to raise interest rates soon. Jerome Powell, the Fed's boss, has refused to rule out a rapid series of rises. Second, America's economy will slow this year, perhaps sharply. This week, the IMF shaved 1.2 percentage points off its forecast for annual GDP growth to 4%. Third, American stocks are expensive. Only in the late 1990s have they been valued more richly relative to earnings over the business cycle. How far the Fed goes and how far the economy slows both depend on how quickly inflation comes down. Expect further volatility. France's economic recovery In the third quarter of 2021, French GDP very nearly recovered to pre-pandemic levels. But figures for the final quarter, due to be released on Friday, are expected to show that the rebound has slowed. Late last year, France introduced light restrictions to manage a fifth wave of COVID-19 infections, and global supply chain problems continued to plague industry, particularly car manufacturing. 
Luckily for Emmanuel Macron, France's president, confidence is expected to return ahead of the presidential election in April as COVID-19 restrictions ease. The IMF forecasts GDP growth of 3.5% in 2022, backed by strong fiscal support and private sector investment. One surprising upside from the French recovery has been an increase in the employment rate to above pre-pandemic levels. In theory, this ought to help Mr Macron. But the political extremes, which are particularly strong on the hard right, will do their best to play down all signs of a relatively robust recovery. Footnotes Our defence editor on the future of warfare Recent conflicts in Libya, Syria and Nagorno-Karabakh have shown how cheap drones can tear through tanks and other equipment. Shashank Joshi, our defence editor, explains in the latest Technology Quarterly how a revolution in sensors, from infrared cameras on drones to radar on satellites, is changing war. Shashank's report was inspired in part by a publication from Britain's Ministry of Defence last year. It concluded that war is increasingly, quote, a competition between hiding and finding, with finders getting the upper hand given the number and quality of sensors, and their ability to talk to one another. That's bad news for soldiers. If you move, you can be seen. If you are seen, you can be shot. In an essay for Joint Force Quarterly, T.X. Hammers, an American military scholar, compares this to the period between America's Civil War and the First World War, when new technology, like the machine gun, made it harder and costlier to attack. Drones can hoover up vast amounts of video footage, but armies face, quote, massive technical hurdles, like limited satellite bandwidth, to shunt around all the data they collect, says Jack Watling, in a collection of essays published by the Royal United Services Institute, a British think tank. Moving data underwater is even harder. Shashank interviewed Owen Cote, an expert at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, who explained why America might have an edge over China when it comes to hunting the other's boats. Making sense of all this data can require help from artificial intelligence, as explained in this report on, quote, battle networks by the Center for Strategic and International Studies, an American think tank. Revolutions in warfare are often hard to discern until they are put into action. But it is clear that in an age of ubiquitous sensors, armed forces will need to think differently. Shashunk's reporting covers how electronic warfare and cyber attacks will be used to blind the enemy. Decoys and deception will be used to trick the sensors. And tactics may need to change, with high-tempo blitzkrieg perhaps giving way to a slower and messier way of war. For a glimpse of that future, read Shashunk's five-part special report and follow him on Twitter. Finally, here's the quote of the day from W.B. Yeats, who died on this day in 1939. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app, or by asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. 
And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. Thank you.